The word of God for our meditation this morning comes from John chapter 1, verses 6 through 13. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. The usage of lighthouses is twofold. First, a beacon of light that shines out, dispelling the darkness in front of it, serves as a warning to the captain of whatever ship is near enough to see it. The light means that he is getting closer to the shallow water and jagged rocks that might destroy his ship. The second purpose of the light is to serve as a guide. The captain can use his proximity to the light to navigate the treacherous waters and safely reach the harbor. Lighthouses transform a dangerous profession into a relatively safe one. Our text this morning also talks about a light. This light also serves two purposes, but it is much more important than any lighthouse that you might see on the shoreline of Boston. The advent light of Jesus is shining. His light shines as a warning, exposing the sinful condition of man's heart. The light of the Savior is shining that transforms man's heart. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. John the Baptist's purpose was to be the forerunner of the long-promised Messiah. He was to go throughout the land of Judea proclaiming, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now John's mission was not an easy one. The people at that time were complacent and lacked any accountability. They were so proud of themselves that they were Abraham's descendants that they thought that they were better than other people's. By virtue of their... They were following God's law to the T. And more than that, they were also following all the laws that the Pharisees drummed up. In Matthew 3, we read Jesus' message to the Pharisees and those under his spell. You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bear fruit in keeping with repentance, and do not presume to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father, for I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children for Abraham. Even now the axe is laid to the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. John struck right through their fake piety and cut to the heart of the problem. Darkness had engulfed their hearts and would not let the light in. This is why John explains He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. The light of Jesus would shine forth, exposing the corruption that consumed their hearts. 
For this he was rejected. Satan had a firm grasp over them, and they were content in living in their own self-righteousness. This light of warning shines even to this day. When is the last time that you have looked behind the curtain of your own heart? Do you find yourself thinking that you've been pretty good lately? That you haven't fallen into any obvious sins? It is one of Satan's greatest lies. He wants you to focus on the things that you have not done against God's law, but make you forget the things that we are not doing that God wants us to do. Take a moment. Close your eyes. Pull back the curtain that covers your heart and look. Is there that one sin that no one knows about? That one sin that you have kept hidden, sealed away in the recess of your heart and conscience? We all have them. Sometimes it's pride, envy, hatred, sexual immorality, bearing false witness. The reality is, Jesus, the light of what perfection is, exposes those sins. You can hide them all you want. But God knows. And he was even there when those sins were committed. There's no getting around this light of warning. It shines in each of our hearts and condemns us for being the filthy sinners that we are. Miraculously, that is not the only purpose of the light of the world. The light of Jesus also shines to transform your heart. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. God has known the state of mankind before you and I were even born. This is why he sent the light into the world. And this was the other purpose of John's ministry, to point out to people the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Now Jesus will come again as Almighty Judge to condemn those who did not receive him. But this first advent, this first coming, was to bring salvation to every person who's ever lived. Where there was no hope, God provided hope through his Son. Jesus' heart was pure. He did not envy. He was not puffed up. He did not have sinful hatred. He did not bear false witness. He had no lustful thoughts. If you had the ability to look into the heart of Jesus and see all the hidden thoughts and intents, you would find nothing but the love of God, the love for His law, and the love for sinners like you and me. This perfection and love that Jesus had took Him all the way to the cross. It carried Him through beatings and mockeries and abuse. It carried Him through all the misery and torment hell could muster, including that worst punishment of God forsaking Him. It is impossible to imagine the suffering that Jesus endured. It is impossible to imagine what great love it took him to go through all this for us, his enemies. This is what the light of the world means for sinners like you and me. He gives you the right to become his child. He gives you his Holy Spirit who works in you 
both to will and to work according to his good pleasure. Remember when you took a look behind the curtain of your heart? All the hidden and shameful sins that we hide back there? Those sins have been nailed to the cross of your Savior. They have been fully cleared and forgiven because you have been washed by the blood of the Lamb. And what a glorious thing it is to be born of God. You do not earn peace with God. You do not have peace with God because you choose to. You do not have peace with God because of who your family is. You have peace with God because you are born of Him. In the waters of holy baptism, the Lord washed away your status as His enemy and made you His child. At one time, lighthouses were the most important invention in the world. They saved many lives by warning ships of the shallow water and dangerous rocks. They transformed a dangerous profession into a relatively routine and safe one. However, as technology increases, lighthouses are more of a tourist attraction rather than being necessary. The light of the world, the light of your Savior is not so. He is a light that will always be shining in this world. He shines as a warning to complacent hearts, exposing the darkness of man's sin. His light also shines, dispelling that darkness and transforming the hearts of people from enemies to his dear children. This Advent and Christmas season, bear witness to that light who has worked such a miracle within you that other people may escape the terror of darkness and be received into God's family. Amen. We close this morning by singing hymn 647, verses 1 and 3. 1 and 3 of 647.